Welcome to another episode of The Workplace, the radio program about how to get into, get along, and get ahead at work, produced and presented by me, N.N.D. Every March, Women's History Month, here on The Workplace, we feature topics related to women and work. We began this year's series with a two-part episode featuring author Lady Colin Campbell, who shared some tips on navigating the publishing industry successfully as a woman and work in the context of her book People of Colour and the Royals, published by Dynasty Press Limited. Midway through this year's series, in an episode titled Women, Art and Invisibility, Emma Edmondson, the founder of Toma, the other MA, joined me to talk about her organization, which is an unaccredited postgraduate level art program designed to suit the everyday lives of 21st century artists by circumventing typical obstacles to accessing higher education, such as gender and ethnicity, age, cost, disability, and caring responsibilities. In the last episode, I was joined by Laura Smith, curator at Whitechapel Gallery, and Emma Talbot, winner of the 8th Max Mara Prize for Women, the only visual art prize of its kind for women in the UK. Emma Talbot talked about her winning proposal for the prize, a feminist response to the apparent shame of female ageing, presented in Gustav Klimt's 1905 painting Three Ages of Woman, which she used as the starting point for her Max Mara Art Prize for Women project. Her intention is to animate the figure of the older woman as someone with agency, who overcomes a series of trials similar to the Twelve Labours of Hercules. We also heard about her Circa Commission, Four Visions for a Hopeful Future, a new body of four animated films in collaboration with Whitechapel Gallery, Collezioni Maramotti and the Max Mara Art Prize for Women. Following a woman at the gateway between the old world and a new world to be made, the animations tell the story of a protagonist in search of answers to guide both her own journey and the development of society to a spiritual and political rebirth. And to close the Women's History Month 2021 series, in this episode, Jalen Boyce, co-founder of Academy for Women Entrepreneurs, a training, coaching, networking, and collaboration platform for female solopreneurs and micro-business owners, joins me to share her perspective on the theme, Entrepreneurship, a Strong Path to Gender Equality. Please visit Academy for Women Entrepreneurs.com. Jaylan, welcome to the workplace. Tell us a bit about yourself. Thanks for having me here. My name is Jaylan Boyce. I'm the co founder of Academy for Women Entrepreneurs. My short background is I am originally from Turkey, born and raised until I was about 17. After that, I studied, worked, and lived in multiple countries, including US, France, and landed to UK in 2011. My professional background is pretty eclectic as much as my cultural background. Um, I worked more than 15 years in marketing and consultancy for different healthcare and pharmaceutical related agencies or consultancies. And in 2012, I founded my first company called J Strategy. So J Strategy was a great first time company with a lot of challenges, but great success. In 2017, I exited it and got trained as a coach in Cambridge. Since then, I coached and trained, I think, hundreds of businesswomen, thousands of hours to transform basically their business into successful, profitable and fulfilling life assets. While I was doing that, one thing that I noticed um, is that women solopreneurs and micro business owners are 
really in need of coaching training. However, because of the fact that they are in slow growth sectors, their businesses are not probably ready to afford one-to-one coaching prices, especially um, in countries uh, like ours, so in the Western countries. Slow growth businesses are the businesses who are in the sectors that by nature grow slowly. Fashion, beauty, business services, so virtual assistants, those are slow growth businesses because you don't go out there and your business can kind of grow and scale in a very high. So for example, energy sector, fintech, property development sector, those are high growth sectors. Their growth rate are higher because the prices are higher everything is bigger whereas you cannot grow a virtual assistant business unless it's a tech solution in a very high rate because it's one-to-one and the turned money are small so the challenge was big and I decided to set up a way to scale coaching and training so that women business owners can actually grow their businesses in a higher growth levels and rates. So I set up Academy for Women Entrepreneurs in 2019, and we actually operationally started our business um, 5th of March last year. And with COVID, of course, we had to do a lot of shifts and pivoting but at the end it was an incredible year for us to be able to basically take this uh, business three years ahead uh, than what we had planned in one year right now we have 1650 members we run weekly either coaching expert talks or planning sessions or anything that that is related to entrepreneurship and business ownership so weekly events and we also run a lot of networking and connection and collaboration events as well for women so awe is a training coaching and collaboration platform specifically designed to be able to support women solopreneurs and micro business owners grow their businesses with confidence and fulfillment So as I mentioned, I'm the co-founder, but because we are an early stage startup, I'm also the head trainer. I do a lot of training and coaching right now. And the aim is to grow our coaching and trainer pool with time and with our own growth. That's in a nutshell, me and Academy for Women Entrepreneurs. Tell us what you intend to share with us today. Allow me to give you a little bit of a philosophical answer here. There's a great difference, you know, between should and want and decision and choice. So what I noticed is my first business, although it was a successful business, was a should business. I should do this. And I made decisions between different options about that business. However, Academy for Women Entrepreneurs for me is a want business. I really wanted to build this business. And my choice in this business is to increase accessibility options and success rates of entrepreneurship for women. And today I will talk a little bit about this, basically. Why do I think that entrepreneurship is a real path for women empowerment? And I'll probably cover a few facts around gender equality and some barriers in entrepreneurship for women business owners and what is the current status quo for women business owners and what can we do and what should we do about it so that's going to be a little bit the topic that i would want to share the title of this episode is entrepreneurship a strong path to gender equality so i feel 
we need to begin with what is your definition of gender equality? Sure, this is a great question. And uh, this is actually a topic of uh, discussion with my husband all the time because he keeps holding me uh, kind of responsible for my actions. And and, uh, when I ask him to be a gentleman, he says, oh, but you are fighting for gender equality. And this is a great question because we need to separate some kind of traditional ways of being. And what do we mean about gender equality? Gender equality means the state in which access to rights or opportunities is unaffected by gender. So this is a systemic approach It's not just, oh, you hold my door, it's not gender equal, or you pull my um, chair, it's not gender equal. We're not talking about this. Gender equality is a suffering for women's social progress in the world. The Gender Gap Report in 2020 states that it will take 100 years to close the gender gap. And we all know that COVID crisis actually took this a few years or if not decades further. And let me give you a little bit more understanding and more data about the state of gender equality. So women globally are suffering from gender equality in every single country. There's not one country in the world who can claim that they're gender equal. So from legitimate rape in India to unfair inheritance laws in the UK, more than 150 countries have at least one active sexist law. So this is a systemic approach. In most countries, women only earn between 60 to 75% of men's wages, and it's for the same work. There are only six countries in the world, and if you tell, don't, don't hold me accountable for quoting which one of them, there are mostly Nordic ones, which are legally guaranteeing gender equality within the workplace. And let me tell you one thing, the UK is not one of them. So, and I'm not even going to enter the sickening facts around child brides and access to education for young girls and killing and beating up. All those are very important issues. It is simply unacceptable. But for the purpose of this discussion with you, I will focus on more economic empowerment and gender equality. What makes you think that entrepreneurship is a strong path to achieving gender equality? Here is what United Nations says. They recognize that investing in women's economic empowerment sets a direct path towards gender equality. And you know what? This in return eradicates poverty and encourages economic growth as well. So economic empowerment of women is a must to be able to go towards a more gender equal world. Now, how do we do that? So a lot of corporates and businesses are now starting to implement more gender equal policies. Having said that, it's still heavily in the decision making of men and it's much more slower. Now, there are studies showing that entry to entrepreneurship is increasingly owned by women. Actually, in the UK, when you look at the startups of uh, solopreneurship, 
women have greater rates of access to entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship is an attractive path for women. And there are reasons for that. Women try to build a more flexible life. Do we agree with this? Should they build a more flexible life around their motherhood? This is another discussion, but this is the current state. Women want more flexibility around their uh, motherhood. So that's why entrepreneurship becomes a much more attractive choice for them. And moreover, within entrepreneurship, you own your destiny. It's not a system, a corporate system, a uh, HR or your manager who decides what you deserve, but you decide what you deserve and you work hard for it and you find your ways. So entrepreneurship is a flexible, fulfilling and profitable way for women to quickly access a greater economic return. So if you say entrepreneurship is the key to gender equality, let's clarify exactly what you mean by entrepreneurship. You know, someone just baking some cakes on the side as a side hustle, um, or are we only dealing with like, you know, someone who's gone and launched some million pound turnover business? What really, how, how are you defining entrepreneurship? You know. We are specialized in solopreneurship and micro-business ownership, and there's a reason for that. There are more solopreneurs and micro-business owners in the world than um, million turnover businesses. And also, sadly, women business ownership lies in slow growth sectors and in very small companies, so solopreneurs to up to five to 10 people max. Only a handful of women actually turn over a million. So if we discriminate all these small business owners, actually we are discriminating more than 90% of business women business owners. So for me, entrepreneurship is the activity of setting up a business and taking on financial risks in the hope of profit. So from side hustle to me to full-on scalable business is actually entrepreneurship. Now you gave this baking cake uh, example. And this is an amazing example because I have an amazing case study. In France, two sisters, and these are my friends, they started their business as a baking business out of their kitchen. Currently, they turn over millions, actually. And slowly what they did is they started to create those organic, very healthy baking mixes and started to sell them. They started to open coffee shops, etc. But at the beginning of their journey, they were uh, two sisters baking out of their kitchen and selling cakes to coffee shops. And with time, they were able to dream bigger, dare bigger, um, be bolder in their decision making and took it to the level that no one actually thought they could take a side hustle baking business. So to me, Whoever is in the hope of making a profitable business is a business owner, is an entrepreneur. And also, if 90 plus 90 percent of the business owners, women business owners, are actually making between 25 to 50K per year, turning over 25 to 50K per year, if I am able to, or I mean, we are able to double their income, imagine the impact on the economy. So, for me, in short, entrepreneurship is the activity of setting up a business that will create profit, whether it's a small business 
for a big business. But if it's really small, and for the purposes of this discussion, we are looking at entrepreneurship as a path to gender equality, as you say, a strong path to gender equality. I don't understand how tiny side hustles would help achieve this given sociocultural norms. Do you understand what I mean? I, you know, how, I don't understand how is helping women to achieve gender equality if while they, in addition to a nine to five, they're baking some cakes on the side because, you know, they, they're wanting to eventually be successful solopreneurs, but they're also dealing with childcare and, you know, the dog and every other thing around. I, I, don't, I don't understand how it's leading to gender equality. That's a great question again. So let me put this out there. Um, and this is a much bigger debate and much bigger activism point is childcare in itself has to be free and from very early age for every mother so that mothers can get out of the house. Moms have to get out of the house to be able to build anything or have a career. That's that's an absolute must. In this country, for example, weirdly, people think that actually access to childcare is free. It's amazing. No, it is not amazing. Free childcare starts as of three-year-old. Before that, you have to always make this decision. Am I going to make enough money to be able to pay the childcare? Does it actually make sense for me to go back to work? That should absolutely not be a thinking process for any woman. And this is a systemic governmental issue that every single country should aim to, to provide to families. On top of the equal maternity and paternity leave, equal acceptance of paternity leave within the corporates, etc., etc. So this is a much bigger gender equality issue. When I talk about entrepreneurship and small businesses being still, can be still empowered I'll give you an example. We have some businesses who started with us with one client. So they started our courses. They started to meet people, those collaborations. And during lockdown, every mom had to be basically in the house, right? I mean, most of the moms. And we still had a great impact on many businesses for them to be able to grow their businesses despite COVID. And the growth of their businesses allowed them to actually hire childcare. Now, is it fair? Absolutely not. Childcare, as I said, should be free, provided by the government, 100%. But in this condition, what we were able to do is help them grow their businesses, although it was 12K business per year, bringing it to 18k businesses per year gave them that flexibility to hire someone to cover the childcare so that they can more focus on their businesses and grow it. And who knows what's going to happen with their businesses. As I said, a side business can turn into multi-million business if you, you are able to actually focus in that way. All right. So let's take a look now at the main barriers to entrepreneurial successful women. So there are four barriers stated by the EU. So the first one is the funding. Access to funding is very limited to women entrepreneurs. Only 4% of the entire investment goes to women entrepreneurs. So entire investment in the world, imagine that. The second barrier is access to network. And again, this is a very, very thwarting barrier because women don't know right people to create right connections to grow their businesses. The third one is role models. There are less 
successful women entrepreneur role models than male entrepreneurs. Although actually it's now growing and growing, it's much less public. And then the fourth barrier is education. Women entrepreneurs are not as trained as their male counterpart in business acumen. So how do we address all of these problems? I believe all evil can be cured by education in the world. So um, that's why I took also a very heavy stand with Academy for Women Entrepreneurs to train women entrepreneurs. Because when you train them and when you give them all the tools on how to raise funding, they will go there and find funding. When you train them on how to dream bigger and set bigger goals, they will be able to grow their companies. When you train them and educate them on building their networks and expanding their wings, they will be able to resolve that problem as well. So to me, education is the main gate to actually deal with all the other barriers. Now, the education part in itself requires a lot of investment from women as well. And that needs to be, again, systematically solved. And that's why we are also now going to corporates and governments to be able to get sponsorships for women who can come and get training from us and from our coaches. Did you want to give uh, one or two insights, for example, on what women can do to improve their networks, for example? Sure. So what women can do to improve their networks? This is a great question because, again, as I said, Who you know and who knows you will change the path of your business. One person can accelerate your growth by 10 years, you know, so it's really important to access right people. Now, how do you grow your network? Women tend to, and there is a um, Harvard Business School study about this, women tend to create stronger relationships with smaller networks. So even in the professional life, when they go into building their network, you can see that their relationships are stronger, they can actually ask for more favors, but they don't have that expansion as men do. What men tend to do is they go within a network, they kind of build those relationships that are maybe not that woven as women, and then they move on, they go to another network and they build another type of relationship there. So the first thing that we have to learn and we have to push ourselves to do is get out of our comfort zone, our comfortable relationships and actually build much more relationships, meet more people a lot. And the second thing is women tend to like to be with people who are like them. Men tend to go and meet people who are a little bit further down the line within their success or their businesses. So we need to learn to punch above our weights and and meet people who are further along the line than us, who can teach us, who can actually open other gates that we cannot even see right now within our networks. So if you are right, and entrepreneurship is indeed the solution to gender equality, if we could somehow wave a magic wand and create the vision you have in mind, tell us what exactly your vision of a perfect world with gender equality based on entrepreneurship, what would that look like? So I'll I'll start with, I love data. So I'll start with a little data as well. Um, If we could empower women to create more businesses and scale them at the rate of men, just in the UK, we could add 250 billion pounds to the economy. 
So this is amazing economic growth. If we could actually say, women, come to entrepreneurship and you're going to be as successful as men and you're going to be as big as how men grow their businesses, then the entire economy will change. Now, if the magic vision happened, the first thing that would happen probably, we would hear more women name on the news than just Jack Bezos and uh, other men that we keep hearing, you know. So we would hear more women coming up on the news, women entrepreneurs with success stories. The second thing that would happen would be probably more women would enter entrepreneurship with bigger goals and bolder vision for their businesses. And then the third thing which would happen is although you wanted a smaller business, lifestyle business, and that's totally fine, still you would have a more business mindset entering the business to be able to actually grow it. And instead of the business becoming a stress point, it would become an asset, a life alive for you. That would be the big vision if gender equality was reached from entrepreneurship point of view. Your co-founder is a man. What can you tell us about the importance of male allies in oh, yeah. entrepreneurship as the strong path to gender equality? Thank you for asking this question. And this is a very strong question. So I'll, I'll give you a, a mini story about my co-founder, James Van Der Zee. So I met James about eight years ago. We worked on different projects. We partnered on different projects. And when I was kind of giving birth to the idea of Academy for Women Entrepreneurs, I always work on big post-it sheets on my walls. I wrote the name Academy for Women Entrepreneurs and I put a big arrow and I put James on it. So James didn't even know what, what was going on back then. So I was like, I want to work with him. I know that he's going to be the person who will be able to help me and open my vision as well to grow this company. And uh, my husband woke up every morning with James's name on our bedroom wall for six months. And it took me about six months to convince James. And, you know, I, the first things that I was saying was about business growth. You know, I was trying to convince him that this was a good business. And you know what convinced him? The minute I gave him the data around, it will take hundred years to reach gender equality. That was the thing that actually switched his mind and said yes we need to do something about it and he has a little daughter as well so and it has been a fantastic decision I've not regretted once he has an amazing different point of view on how do we manage business and also he really gives me a this being the soundboard you know for me to make decisions so it was amazing and having male allies in this it's utmost important because let's put it this way gender equality is not women's fight it's a social progress fight so men they are not maybe as touched but this is also a concern to men because i'm telling you that like the data shows that we're gonna get richer as country as humanity if gender equality happens so that means that actually men will benefit from it and that's why bringing them in the fight, in the action taking is utmost important. And I made the best decision to have James by my side. Tell us anything else you'd like to share. 
Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. So I have two messages here. The first one goes to women solopreneurs and micro businesses out there. Simply go online and type www.academy4womenentrepreneurs.com. You can become a member for free, no fee, and this will already give you tons of benefits, access to great content and discounts on our events and also free events. And also you can become a member of our WhatsApp group, access the collaboration opportunities. My second message is for decision makers in corporate world and in government. Make conscious decisions for cooperating with women entrepreneurs. This is really important to actually add on their growth rate. And if you don't know how to find them or if you want to make a little bit more contribution, contact us because we have a vault of awesome women entrepreneurs as our members who are really doing great job. And that's my second message. Dylan Voice co-founder of Academy for Women Entrepreneurs. Thanks so much for being with us on The Workplace. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure. And that's it for another episode of The Workplace, the radio program about how to get into, get along, and get ahead at work. Produced and presented by me, N.N.D. To conclude the Women's History Month 2021 series, in this episode I was speaking with Jalen Boyce, co-founder of Academy for Women Entrepreneurs a training, coaching, networking, and collaboration platform for female solopreneurs and micro-business owners. We spoke on the topic Entrepreneurship, a Strong Path to Gender Equality. Please visit academyforwomenentrepreneurs.com to connect with Jalen. Jalen outlined the four main barriers that impede women's success when it comes to entrepreneurship and how to overcome them. Let me say that throughout our interview, Jalen's dog was the epitome of pedigreed pooch performance and hardly interrupted us at all. So I thought I'd let her have a cameo as we finish this episode and bring down the curtain on this year's Women's History Month series. Funding. Oops, sorry for my dog. And connect with me using hashtag workplace NND. And thank you so much for listening. As always, it's been a pleasure being in your company. Till next time, keep finding new and better ways to keep working.